should you add programs or more likely cut programs from your music teaching business? That's what we're talking about today on this episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. This is Music Lesson Business Academy, the podcast that helps you grow your music teaching business. Hey everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. And as mentioned in the intro there, we're going to talk about adding programs, cutting programs, why you might want to do one versus the other. And uh, we'll be jumping into that. This episode of Music Lesson Business Academy is brought to you by Musi.live, the ultimate music lesson management software. Have you tried teaching with the traditional conferencing platforms? If so, you've probably noticed these platforms lack the tools to conduct effective lessons. Musi.live was developed by music teachers for music teachers. It allows you to host high quality lessons with a full suite of tools developed specifically for you, the music teacher. Thousands of teachers in over 40 countries have already brought their studio to the next level with the help of Musi.live. So why not give it a try today? Two week free trials are available to all users at Musi.live. Once again, that's Musi.live. Guys, I will also be putting a, sh- a link in the show notes here to directly click over to Musi.live, set up a demo with Sam. You know, I've talked about lots of cool programs and different software on the show. This part isn't written by Musi, by the way. This is me just talking. And this program is really kick-ass. I'm super excited about it. My school is moving over to it. We're getting it all set up this week, and uh, I can't encourage you enough to check it out, whether or not you're teaching online or in person. And speaking specifically to you in-person teachers, if you are not advancing your lesson experience to include a suite of these kind of tools to enhance that lesson experience, you are going to get left in the dust. So check out Musi.live today. All right, let's get into the show. All right, so should you add programs or cut programs in your music teaching business? And of course, it really depends. So I wanted to just give you some thoughts on this subject matter and maybe how to think about these things. Uh, based on some of my own experiences and my own mistakes, and also what I see in a lot of music schools out there. So um, I killed my band program at my music school this week or last week. And, you know, we've been running a, a basic band program for, I don't know, for years. And one of the concepts that I was reminded of listening to, uh, I think it was a James Shramko podcast, where... You know, he really said, you know, cut 
a whole bunch of programs out of your business. And what you'll find is your business will be more profitable <laughs> and easier to run. And I started really looking at that. And, and this is how I was thinking about this band program. So a number one, I never really built like a band school. We're not a rock school. We focused on lessons. Then we added bands. And there's other schools out there, you know, people that I know that their whole model was based around the band concept. And that, you know, that's different. That That's what they do. Um, and an example, if you just kind of want to look at apples and apples, it'd be like if the band school, the rock school, um, Los Rios Rock School, Michigan Rock School out in Detroit, John Kaczynski's, John Kaczynski's school. Happy birthday, John. Um, my buddy out there in the Baltimore area doing his rock school. If those schools were like, we're going to add violin and cello. Well, that might be tough because that's not really what they do. That's not their big focus. They would just be kind of adding it on as a secondary thing. So for us, the band program was kind of an add-on. And we did go through a period where it was like, let's build this thing bigger. And we had some momentum going at very time. We had some good momentum going pre-pandemic. But, you know, here's all the things that I really started to think about with the band program. If I have 300 students at my school, you know, 400 pre-pandemic, um, you know, we had 30 or 40 people in a band. It's really just, you know, it wasn't enough people to really make it work for us. On top of that, it's super high maintenance. It's hard to find great instructors to do band programs versus just be a private music teacher. And um, they also kind of tended to be more of the high maintenance families. So if I look at a program like that and I say, okay, even if it is harder to do, because that's not always a reason not to do something. If it's harder to do, um, maybe not as profitable, what am I getting out of it? What's the benefit to my school? You know, is it a marketing tool for us? Does it bring in students who want to do lessons? but, um, and, and they're not in the band, but maybe someday they want to be in the band. Those are all things that we would think about. And for me, you know, I have to look at the fact that I could kill the band program. Maybe we'll lose a few students from it, but 95%, 90% of our students could care less and the families could care less. So for me, I'm looking at these programs that we offer and saying, okay, what would happen if we didn't do it? If we didn't do our live stream recitals? You know, what I notice in those live stream recitals is that although we get new people here and there, it's a lot of the same people. <laughs> so really 90% of our students do a lesson and that is it. So if that's 90% of the bulk of my customers and 90% of the profits, why should I focus on anything else other than that 90% business and maybe just growing that 90% business a little bit bigger? So that's how I really started thinking about it. You know, there's other factors involved for us with the band program, of course. Um, you know, one of the teachers was leaving us the other teacher was struggling scheduling wise to do band when it was most convenient for the students because he's doing a lot of gigs and different things like that. So we really were forced with like, okay, we would need to hire a couple new band coaches 
you know, all the things that are involved with that, it just, it, it just wasn't worth it. Reward versus effort. The scales were just too tipped too far towards effort. And, you know, so obviously for me, I'm using the band program as an example. And, you know, you might do great with bands. And if that's the case, keep it going. We do great with our adult band camp. So, of course, we're going to keep that going. And I'm going to touch base a little bit here on some criteria to look at. But, you know, what made me think about it is how often I've talked to a music school owner or I'll look at their website and, and the band one comes up a lot because I will hear schools, you know, that the band thing is really outside of their wheelhouse, but they feel like, oh, should we offer bands? I see other people doing it. We should do rock bands. It's like, well, <laughs> are you prepared for that? Is that your background? Do um, you have the facility? Do you have the teachers? Do you have the know-how to facilitate a good band program that you're going to be able to grow, make profitable, and do it with a reasonable amount of effort? If it's causing you too much stress and time and effort and all those things for that little bit of profit, it might not be worth it. Would you like a free course? Head on over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com slash foundations to get my business foundations course for free. It's an oldie, but a goodie. This is something to really think about. Are there programs, are there things you can cut out of your business that would have no negative or a negligible negative impact on the profitability of your business long-term that you could cut out. And if you can, unless it is a passion project for you, you should get rid of it. So is there a time to add programs to your school? Well, sure. And there's different reasons you might want to do that. There's a story that I I read this in a business book and I'm going to try to recount it the best of my memory. But someone at Southwest Airlines maybe some executive said, you know, we should offer, uh, like, what if we offered like, you know, like a really nice chicken salad for, you know, for people to eat, or it was some kind of food dish like that. And the CEO is like, what are we going to gain from that? Because people who fly Southwest, they're doing it for a specific purpose. Southwest found their wheelhouse in the airline world, which was, it's no frills. It's just basic comfort levels, right? Two free bags, good prices. They have their unique boarding system. That's their thing. That's what they do. Adding this other thing is not going to make somebody want to fly Southwest. It's just going to cost them money and you're not. it's not really going to make a difference in the business. So if it isn't, don't do it. If it's not what you're known for, why are you trying to do it? When you're thinking about cutting a program, obviously you want to have ensured that you've given it enough time. Like if you turn something on for two months and it's not working, you're probably cutting it too soon. You got to give it time to develop. So if you're going to start offering Kids Rock or, you know, Mr. Henry's Rock in the Keys group piano class, whatever it is, you know, you got to give it the adequate amount of time before you bail. And you got to also ask yourself, did we do all the right stuff? Did we train everybody? Did we market it? Do we know how to sell it? Was I really committed to building the program? And I think that transitions 
well into what you should be looking for when you think about adding a program. So why would you add a program to your school? Is it new business? That would be a huge one to really think about. Is this new business? Um, you know, maybe it's a new age group. So when we added something like Kids Rock for us, it was a new age group. So it was plus business. Um, we want to move more and more into groups. So launching our new modern piano lab, um, you know, with Mr. Henry's music program is in the direction that we want to move our business. It's going to be highly profitable. It's a high profit margin. There's a lot of elements to it. It's less um, administration work because there's no makeups and things like that. We have a whole program in place for that. So it's new business for us. The other thing to look at would be risk versus reward and or risk and effort versus reward. Do you got to have to spend a ton of money to get this thing going? And how big is the reward after you've spent that money going to be? Or how big of an effort is it to get this thing going? Now, I probably could really hunker down and build the band program twice as big as we had it, which would make it worthwhile doing profitability-wise. But I don't have the bandwidth to put that personal effort into that program anymore. So I'm not going to do it. Conversely, our adult band camp, here's why we keep doing that. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> it makes a bunch of money. We got a great instructor running it. It just sort of happens. I just send out some emails saying, hey, there's a new adult band camp coming up. Do you want to sign up for it? You know, roughly. And I'm paraphrasing. And that's about it. We've got all these things in place to make that worthwhile. Another area you might want to look at is, is this new potential program in your wheelhouse, right? And that goes back again. I see schools wanting to do a band program and I know like the person running it or the school owners, they've never been in a rock band in their life. I don't, that's like me wanting to do dance classes. I hate dancing. I hate movies about dancing. Footloose was pretty cool if I look back. And Saturday Night Fever. Rewatched Saturday Night Fever the other day and um, it was pretty good. And I, I surprised my girlfriend and embarrassed myself by getting up and I could do the Saturday Night Fever of the main dance. Shocking. Um, but other than that, I hate dancing. I hate dancing movies. So if I just looked at it and went, well, we should offer dance classes. We could gain another hundred students. Well, unless somebody in my organization is like, I love it. This is my world. I've always wanted to build a dance program. If you don't have anybody with that going on, don't think about it. So same thing with rock bands or, or whatever program it might be, okay? If there's not somebody that's really passionate, if it's not in somebody's wheelhouse, don't do it. And I guess, of course, you got to think about, is this program going to be profitable? And I think it's up to you to kind of balance those scales of what's the risk and effort versus that profitability you're going to get back. You know, how much, if you got to put a ton of effort in and it's like, oh, we made 500 bucks extra profit. Well, that might not be worth it. But if you could look at it and go, well, for that same effort, if we actually got back a thousand or 1200 or two grand, it would be worth it. You could look at that and maybe make those adjustments and those kind of tweaks to it. So, you know, 
a good group program like this Mr. Henry's piano we're going to be doing, you know, that could be a $5,000 a month profit for us. Um, Kids Rock were over $5,000 a month in net profit. It wasn't that way at the beginning, though. It was a little tougher, of course, but I saw the potential and I knew eventually we could get it to that point where it would run smooth. I wouldn't really have to do much. It's easy to sign up for people, sign up people, and we get this a nice return. And if our band program, of course, had been running like that, I would keep it going. But it wasn't, it wasn't important to the customers, so we gave it the chopping block. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode Short episode, but a powerhouse of information in there to think about. Coming up next week, I'm interviewing Bill Henry from Mr. Henry's Music World, the creator of the Rockin' the Keys online piano curriculum and the modern, along with me, working with him, the inventors of the modern piano lab. So stay tuned for that episode. That one's going to be really fun. And again, make sure you go over to Musi.live and set up a demo with Sam and a link will be in the show notes for you to uh, set up that demo and check out their website and everything they've got going on. And I'm sure we'll be having Sam on the show again and talking more about Musi.live. And other than that, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.